So, Giannis, man. Do you think another early exit? Do you think that you guys failed? <sighs> Here you go. Here you go again. Talk about failure. The fuck you mean failure? What are you talking about failure? Motherfucker. Did Michael Jordan fail when he didn't win 9 out of 15 years? Huh? I'm not a failure. We didn't fucking fail. You dick-sucking, bitch-ass motherfucker. What you mean fucking failure? Did your mother fail when she had you, bitch-ass nigga? Huh? Did she fucking fail then? You ruined my fucking life. You ruined my fucking life, you fucking bitch. You ruined my fucking life by asking me that question. Damn, y'all, I was just asking a question. Now, I would share the definition of balling with you white folks, but now, successful that we do break them up there'll be resentment pain and hostility and perhaps permanent damage to your relationship with a loved one when it comes to romance adults are entitled to make their own choices even their own mistakes say your piece offer your opinion then let it go except for extreme circumstances people are usually happier when they're with someone with whom they want to be till next time take care of yourself and each other
Yo, 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 this is your boy King Known Uncensored. We're gonna have that game six talk. Rest in peace to the homie Jerry Springer. I'm sick of black people. <laughs> Sometimes black people be pissing me off. <sighs> I'm sick of these black people saying, oh man, you know Harry Belafonte died yesterday. Y'all celebrate Jerry Springer, but y'all not celebrating Harry Belafonte. Well, listen, bitch. You can mourn both. You can celebrate both. And I don't think there's a crime in that. Because Harry Belafonte and Jerry Springer had both had impact on everybody. One just did it on the entertainment standpoint, and the other did it on the entertainment, on a political, on a... <laughs> On a different hierarchy. But it's okay to mourn both. God damn. Just tired of that shit. Tired of seeing that shit on the internet. We love our Jerry fucking Springer, bitch. God damn. Now, yeah, Harry Belafonte isn't as celebrated. We get that. But I grew up on Jerry Springer. I didn't grow up on Harry Belafonte, my nigga. The only thing I know about Harry Belafonte is his political work, and he had music that was hard as hell. He had to, he came out with that song, Dale, hey, Dale, which is hard as hell. But that's it, though. Jerry Springer was different. And this is what we're going to get to first before we get into the games. Damn, Jerry Springer passed away. I think he was 76 of cancer crazy man fuck cancer bro fuck cancer bro real talk man you know prayers to everyone that's lost a family member due to cancer it's crazy man jerry springer if you're unfamiliar with who jerry springer was he was a popular talk show host throughout the 90s and the early 2000s i mean he was still going like, he ended up having his own uh, court show and everything. It's called Judge Jerry and all that. But Jerry Springer, man, he bought Ratchet Entertainment. Without Jerry Springer, it ain't no love in hip-hops. It ain't no wildin' outs. It ain't no, you know, because talk shows in the 90s was all about sad shit and happy stories and all that shit. Jerry Springer's show started out like that. But I don't know who idea it was to add more ratchet elements to it. Probably his. He, you know, because Jerry was probably on the fence about getting canceled. So he had to change up his whole format. So he brought, you know, mostly poor disenfranchised people on his show, you know, to start fights. But it was entertainment. I was a kid. I was a child. You know, I had the Jerry Springer pay-per-views. You know, I love seeing the talk show. Like, he was like that formula for us. Like, when we was off from school, we were sick or we were suspended. We cut Jerry Springer on. We cut Mario on, Jenny Jones. You know what I mean? The nigga Montel and shit. But it was mostly Jerry Springer and Mario, though. You are not the father. Jerry Springer had everybody, you know, he impacted 
everybody culturally, not just blacks, but white people too. Poor white trash, Mexicans, racist niggas, dog niggas. You know what I mean? Nigga would have weddings and shit. You know, my favorite thing what Jerry Springer would do is, you know, you're cheating on your man. Um, you know, your man just heard everything because he's backstage. Now bring out Terry right now. <laughs> that used to be my favorite shit. Then, you know, they bring out the other guy and everything or the other woman and it'd be a, a whole fight. You know, he brought Steve Wilkos to the game. You know, Steve was the uh, background bodyguard that uh, ended up getting the talk show of his own. So Jerry put a lot of niggas on, man. I mean, I can't distinguish, you know, and then and then don't, don't forget the, the gay community as well. You know, a lot of people, you know, Jerry Springer had a lot of those transgender people on, on the show and gay people too. So he impacted the whole entire world. Everybody. Fucking everybody. So, rest in peace to Jerry Springer. All right, man. Oh, actually, I was wrong. He was 79 years old. And I also loved that movie he came out with called Ringmaster. That was fire. Loved it. Anyway, moving on. I know this is not... NBA related, but fuck that. We got to acknowledge Lamar Jackson for finally getting his money. Five years, $260 million. The richest contract in NFL history. I think. I think it's the richest contract. But either way, he gets all the money. Did it without an agent. His mother was his agent. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Lamar Jackson. I just wanted to say that. I heard the Clippers are going to keep rolling with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They're not going to give them up. Damn, man. Y'all sure you don't want to waste your time and not want to get rid of these two guys while they're still halfway decent. Do this to me, you will be a made man. But my thing is, I don't think it's a good idea to hold on like to Paul and Kawhi when they both have injury history, when they both have issues and, and problems. When you can put somebody else on that's a little bit more available uh Giannis Antetokounmpo you know he lashed out against the reporters you know if you didn't hear the intro right he lashed out against reporters for saying that you for asking him two years in a row did you guys fail now Giannis is talking about failure from a life standpoint but as your team, the Milwaukee Bucks, who had the best record in the league, was the number one seed in the East, losing to an eight-seed play-in team, 
Yeah, you fucking right you failed. You damn skippy. Because the end goal is to win a championship. And you guys were highly favored to win a championship. I could see if you wasn't favored to win a championship and your team was didn't have expectations, then I would say, no, you didn't fail. But from the ultimate end game and the end goal, which is to win a championship, Giannis and the Bucks failed. They all failed. It ain't like, you know, the Bucks were the underdog. No, they were the favorites to win the championship. Like, they, Giannis was an MVP candidate. And as the best player on your team, yes, nigga, you failed. You came up short. It's no excuses to how y'all lost. And Giannis was there. I Like I said, I understood that Middleton played half the season. I get that. But y'all still had the best record in the league. And you were the number one overall seed. And you played three out of those five games. So yes, nigga, you failed. But however, you can bounce back next year. Let's have a conversation about Jack Harlow. New Music Fridays. We just had one. It was one that I was interested in. Everybody, It's a lot of people that dropped, but I was not feeling none of that shit but this one. We got to have a conversation about Jack Harlow's new album called Jackman. It was 10 tracks. No features. Oh, I see what's going on. Taking the whole J. Cole idea and not doing features, huh? I see you, Jack. That's a good blueprint to follow. I'm not saying that you're biting. Some niggas just be blatantly biting, but I really, truly think that this is Jack doing this. Because he can rap. Is he a great lyricist? He's a, he's above average, but I'm not going to group him into that category. I'm going to just say that he's a dope rapper. That's all I'll give him. But we're going to talk about Jackman, though. Common ground. Woo! Spitting hot fire like Dylon. Only problem I have with this track is this shit should have had a second verse. I wish this could have had a second verse. Man, I wish this had a second verse. That shit would have been hard. But other than that, I love it. They Don't Love It is my favorite song on here, but again, I wish he could have had like a second and a third verse. This shit would have been perfect as hell if it had one. But I'll take it for what it is at face value because I love it. They don't love it. Shit, I love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ambitious is a continuation of they don't they don't love it. But this was okay. This was a good album filler to me. Is that a hype? Fire. Love this song. It's just kind of like, okay, you all right? Is that cool? 
for me to do this, this, and this. Is that all right? Gang, gang, gang. It's not what you think it is. It's just a song about friendships and how people change over the years. And, you know, is you still going to ride for them despite their flaws and their issues? Denver, this was a decent song. It's kind of dark, though, but it was all right. No enhancers. Again, I love this song, but it's too fucking short. It can't be. One of my faves on here. This definitely, this beat was dope. He's rapping his motherfucking ass off. Gotta give him credit. Blame on me is a story about, you know, his him growing up. You know, how his parents treated him a certain way because he was the oldest and let his little brother get away with shit so he would take that shit out on him. Questions is a continuation of that song. Great closer. All in all, Jackman is fire, dog. It's definitely an album of the year candidate so far. I definitely enjoyed this album from start to finish. I love it. I don't have nothing negative to say about this. Like, there isn't a whack song on here. I just feel like some of the better songs could have been longer. That's my only issue with it, though. But, you know, it's a couple of fillers, but every album's got fillers. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Moving on. Game sixes. We gonna get to it. Like Birdman, stop playing my fucking name. We gonna get right into this shit. Because today, as of Saturday, April 29th, the second round games begin today. But we gotta start off with Celtics and the Hawks. As the Celtics finally handle their business against Atlanta, as they defeated the Atlanta Hawks 128 to 120. Got a lot to cover here. Jalen Brown, 32 points. Jason Tatum, 30 points, 14 rebounds. Marcus Smart, 22 points. Malcolm Brogdon, 17 points. Atlanta put up a fight, but the biggest disappointment here was DeJounte Murray. You know, they played game five so that he could return from his suspension. But it didn't look like he came to play. Trey Young was the only one that came to play. 30 points, 10 assists. DeAndre Hunter, 20 points. John Collins, 16 points. Murray only had 14 points, but he did have 11 assists and 7 rebounds. Only shot 13 times. That's not enough to extend the series to 7 games. Bogdanovich had 12 points, but they didn't receive as much of a bench output as they did the previous game. And you would expect the Atlanta Hawks to come out a little bit more hungrier at home. But they came up short. Land of the Eliminated, the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks endured a, a very toxic field season full of drama with Trey Young and Nate McMillan. So much so that Nate McMillan got the axe. And they, and. Trey Young has survived 
trade rumors and a, a whole entire league that thinks he's overrated. DeJounte Murray definitely came to play in his first playoffs ever. I mean, they definitely disappointed as far as I felt like Atlanta should have been a top four, top five team in the Eastern Conference, especially as bad as the East is. And as good as that team is, and as good as that roster was constructed, but half the season, they were 500. And they had to play in a play-in game that they survived against the Miami Heat to make the playoffs to get Boston. You know, they were going against a tough Boston team. They weren't coming up out of there. But however, a whole new season, whole new coach, whole new offense, whole new system with this new group that they, you know, that they concocted at the trade deadline, adding Sadiq Bay to the team. I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to be way better than they are. They were this year, next year. I think they got a lot of potential and they have a complete team. On to the next game six. Friday night at eight. Got me a fucking date. Can be late, 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 late. Great, 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 great. The Golden State Warriors were upset at the crib by the Sacramento Kings, 118 to 99. It's just simple, plain and simple. Golden State played horrible the second half. They were horrible. I mean, Steph Curry had 29 points. Klay Thompson had 22 points. But you got to look at the turnovers. Steph had five turnovers. Klay had three turnovers. The costly turnovers was what put the game out of reach for the Sacramento Kings. I mean, they got no output from nobody else. Draymond Green only had four points. You need a more aggressive Draymond Green. I mean, Wiggins only had 13 points. Jordan Poole, who has been awful, who has been awful in this series. He hasn't done shit in quite a while, which makes you wonder, did they pay this nigga too early? Or do the Sacramento Kings just have this kid's number? Because he's been horrible in this series. And that forces a game seven. A road game seven in Sacramento. A lot of people are not picking the Warriors to win this game. However, I am. I truly believe that the Warriors could go two and two on the road in this series. I had picked this series to go seven games. Even though last show I did say that the momentum was in Golden State's favor. I didn't expect them to come out and play like dog doo-doo. I did not. Take you on the journey. Yeah. Take you on the journey. Well, I'm disappointed in Steph Curry, in Steve yeah. Kerr, 
and all of those guys. Take you on the journey. Yeah. All right. The Aaron Fox had 26 points and 11 assists. DeMontis Sabonis got into foul trouble, but they didn't allow that to deter them from the victory. Keegan Murray was big in that first half. He had 15 points and 12 rebounds. Malik Monk had 28 points off the bench. Malik Monk, nobody on Golden State can seem to stay in front of this guy. Golden State seems like they're punch drunk. And they got to pull out a game seven on the road. Daddy, why you always on the road? Last but totally not least, the Memphis Grizzlies get the fucking shit beat out of them. 125 to 85. It ain't a parade in a city. It's a parade in L.A. As L.A. put them paws on them, on the Grizzlies. 125 to 85. John ja, ja Morant and company have to be ashamed of themselves to come out with a piss poor fart effort like this. Like I understand you was getting your ass kicked in the first half, but goddamn, Ja, 10 points? They, they wouldn't let you bring your blicky to the arena, huh? You was shooting like penis, huh? You thought you was arenas, huh? Desmond Bain, I was disappointed in him. Like, he's had a great series up until this point. When it all came down to it, the Memphis Grizzlies didn't want it. They clearly did not want to win. They clearly didn't want to advance to the next round. <laughs> I get, are, are they? Are the Memphis Grizzlies fine in the West now? Huh? They fine in the West? I mean, yeah, I picked the Grizzlies in seven. Yeah, I was wrong. Wrongest two left shoes. And I lost again. God damn. It's been a lot of upsets this year. A lot of things that I did not expect to happen, happen. And this was one of them. So, I mean, I'm disappointed in the Grizzlies. They should have put put together a better effort than that. It's just a, a all-out disappointment. They were a number two seed. This Lakers team had to fight through the play-in to get in. And they not only lose, but they lost by 40. Dylan Brooks, once again, didn't talk to reporters because he's CB4. He's MC Gusto. And John Morant is dead Mike. And Desmond Bain is Stabmaster Arson. These niggas is... You can't see me, dog, nigga. You see before. Facts are the facts, Jack. Land of the eliminated. Memphis Grizzlies. Honestly, bro, they deserve to get eliminated. All that shit that they talked. They need to sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Because these kids... You know what I'm saying? They talked a whole lot of bullshit all season. And what do they have to show for it? I had predicted that they would get eliminated in the first round. 
but not by the Lakers. Not in the way that they got eliminated. Because of the fact that, you know, the biggest disappointment to me was Jaron Jackson Jr. Jackson, you know, he had his moments where he had blocked a couple of shots, but defensive player of the year? I didn't see it. Well, maybe during the regular season he was, but during the playoffs, he got exposed. Like, he had the ultimate assignment of stopping one of the league's best players in AD, and he only did it for one game. But I'm going to be also honest with y'all. I think Ja Morant and Desmond Bain should stay, and they should get rid of everybody else. Jaron Jackson Jr. included. I think they need upgrades across that whole roster. They need a 3 and D guy that can knock down threes and defend to go alongside Desmond Bain. They also need another guy that can attack the basket. Memphis could not attack the basket. Jaron Jackson Jr. couldn't score on contact. And we know the Lakers know that they could get away with anything because of their status. They're the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. They're going to get every call. That's just the way that it works. It's unfortunate. But you know LeBron is going to get every call. And LeBron James definitely came to play in this series. And they weren't ready. So the Grizzlies, and then I think they need a better coach as well. I don't think they're going to fire Taylor Jenkins, though. I don't think they have the balls to fire Taylor Jenkins. So he's probably going to stay. But they need to develop a way to adjust better. And they have to try different things offensively instead of the same old, same old. Instead of Ja, Iso, and Bane Iso. That's not going to win you championships. And then just the way that John Morant plays basketball, it's not going to win you championships. And then just trying to be the bullies and the bad guys and all that. If you talk a lot, if you talk shit, you got to back it up at, at, at some point. You guys are not hard. You're not tough guys. You ain't been through nothing. You just a wannabe. Don't wannabe. You can't see me, dog. Nigga, you see before. See before. Where you at? That's what you are. Now we got another playoff preview that I'm about to make a prediction on. And that is the Boston Celtics are matching up for the against the Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers have always had problems dealing with Tatum and Brown <clears throat> since back in the Ben Simmons days, and I don't think things are going to change. However, I truly believe that this has the potential to go seven games, but I'm not going to press my luck. I am going to predict that the Boston Celtics 
beat the Philadelphia 76ers in six games. It's no pressure on Boston to win this series. Zero. These niggas can just come out there and just play 5-0-5 and run their offense like they should. The pressure is on the 76ers. This is a major test for them to see is Doc Rivers really a good coach? Is Joel Embiid really the player that he says he is or that people say he is? Is James Harden does James Harden still have a lot left in the tank? Will the bench and the role players for the 76ers show up? That's the bigger story. And is Tyrese Maxey worth a max contract? There's many questions that have to be answered here. But I'm predicting that Boston's going to win this series. Boston's going to show up. Boston is a complete roster. They have everything. But Boston has a tendency to take weaker opponents for granted. And Philly isn't a team that you should take for granted with all the scoring and the weapons that they have. That's all I'm going to say on that. But we've got Golden State with a game seven on Sunday. Tonight, we got the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns game one. Can't wait. That comes on at 8.30. I'm excited, man. Playoff basketball is getting real. I told y'all that I think I picked what? Denver? I mean, I picked uh, Phoenix to win in seven games. It's going to be interesting to see who comes out of that Golden State uh, Sacramento series to play the Lakers. All right, that is my show. This is King Known Uncensored. Rest in peace to Jerry Springer. And I'm gone.